Welcome to the Jungets Games Podcast, where in this episode, I'll be bringing you the audio from the recent April update vlog. In that, I discussed the fact that I will now be doing monthly live Q&As. I also discuss how I've been playing board games online through Tabletop Simulator, Tabletopia, and other means. And also, I will discuss my recent trip to the Gamma Trade Show. In addition to that, I will have a shifting shelf segment where I discuss the games that have uh, entered and left my collection. And I will finish this off with my upcoming schedule for the month, or at least what I think the upcoming schedule will be, because obviously things are somewhat in flux. Now, before I go into all that, I would like to mention that the only reason this podcast is being made is because of the direct support coming from the Patreon campaign for the YouTube channel. Now, if you enjoy listening to these vlogs instead of watching them, then please consider supporting the Patreon campaign by going to patreon.com slash games. Now, the final thing I'll ask before we jump into the vlog is that if you have any questions or comments about anything I say here today, then you please leave those on the YouTube page for this update vlog, and you can find a link to that in the description of this podcast. All right, let's now jump into the updates, and we will start with a brief Patreon update. Now, there were 12 new people who joined into the campaign over this last month, and I, uh, I'm honestly a little bit surprised. Uh, with uh, everything going on in the world at this point, I think um, I am expecting that the overall amount of support uh, for the Patreon campaign will go down, uh, justifiably so. I certainly do not begrudge anyone for uh, lowering their support or canceling their support, because obviously things are a little bit strange in the world right now. But either way, I was very pleasantly surprised surprised to see 12 people add in. In fact, the overall uh, support amount went up by like 30 or so dollars a month. Now, um, in the last couple update vlogs, I've mentioned that uh, we've been getting really close to unlocking live Q&As, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit more because as you can see, the next uh, goal is actually uh, $1,109 a month away, and that's a big one where I will be committing to filming a second Patreon-sponsored playthrough every single month. Right now, I just do one, so if that gets unlocked, then I will film the top two that uh, are on that poll. Now, either way, I think that's enough talking about Patreon specifically, because now I'd like to talk about the fact that I have unlocked the live Q&As. Now, that was a goal for $1,500 a month on the Patreon campaign, and it has been a goal uh, at that amount for, I think, about a year and a half. Now, we've been getting really close to that, and then, well, with all of this virus stuff happening and everyone sheltering in place and whatnot, I decided that I'm just going to unlock this one early. Um, as I uh, briefly mentioned before, it would not surprise me if the overall overall amount of support I get goes down over the next few months because the world is pretty crazy right now. And, uh, and I just want to unlock this one. I want to, uh, connect with people. I think we are close enough and it's something that I really like to do. Uh, so the first one of these monthly, uh, scheduled, uh, uh Q and A vlogs is going to be on April 8th at 11 AM Pacific standard time. Uh, that's a Wednesday and I'm not committing to always doing this on Wednesdays or always doing it at 11 AM Pacific standard time. Um, I'll probably try to vary it up as the months go on so that, uh, different people can actually, uh, jump in and catch it. Um, the current idea is just to have it be a kind of standard q and I've done a couple of those in the past, uh, but now I'm committing to doing them every single month uh, going forward. So hopefully the, uh, the quality of what I do is going to get better. I do want to mention that when I was uh, expecting to hit that goal in like a couple months, I was planning on spending money to get a nice HDMI converter so that I could film those live q and vlogs with this camera that you are seeing me through right now. Um, unfortunately, I never got around to doing that because obviously we didn't get up to that level. And now when I've done some searching, it seems like the ones that I would want to get are very hard to find. And I also feel guilty about asking somebody to deliver that to my house with everything going on right now. So 
I will probably do, uh, well, certainly do next week's with the webcam uh, that I've been using for the last couple. And uh, maybe that'll be the case for a couple months, but I do hope in the future to upgrade that to uh, be a much higher quality overall viewing experience. But for live Q&As, it's more about what we say versus what we look like or what I say, what I look like. But um, either way, I think that's going to wrap up this section. So now let's jump into another big update where I just like to discuss online board gaming. Um, now, it should be no surprise to anyone that, uh, uh, well, we are sheltering in place. We live in the San Francisco Bay Area in California, and we have been on a shelter in place ordinance for about three weeks now. Um, now, in that amount of time, we have pretty much only left the house to walk the dog. So we certainly haven't seen any friends, and we certainly have not played any board games with uh, any friends to come over because nobody is coming over. Now, fortunately, in this day and age, there are some really great ways to play board games with friends, and I wanted to discuss um, my successes with that overall so far. Um, strangely enough, I have played more games over the last three weeks than I usually do in, like, two months, and I think that's because everyone is at home, uh, especially in the evenings, and lots of people are looking to play games with each other. Now, the two main ways I've been playing games, actually, I guess three are uh, Tabletopia, Tabletop Simulator, and then playing Jackbox over Zoom. Uh, now, I'll start with Tabletopia. Uh, this is a subscription-based website that has a lot of games that you can play for free. Uh, you have to make an account, and you can have a free level, a $5 a month level, or a $10 a month level. Now, about three weeks ago when all of this happened, I said, you know what? I'm just going to go in for the $10 a month level right now for a couple months. And the reason for that is because when you pay $10 a month, you can then invite free users into your games and you can play any uh, games. So I decided to kind of uh, spend that money so that I could play these games with other people. And at this point, I've played several games on Tabletopia. Um, they have a selection of about 800 games overall, and you can kind of favorite the ones you're interested in. So I favorited about 25 of the games, and I've played several of them at this point. Um, now, the main way that I've been playing board games online, though, is Tabletop Simulator. Um, now, this is something that you download through Steam, and it has a one-time cost. Normally, it's $20, but actually, as of like an hour before I started recording this, I heard that it is now on sale for $10. Now, that's a one-time fee, and it unlocks like 10,000 different game mods that uh, users like me and you or whatever have made and put down into the system. What that means is you get some broken games, you get some very poor-looking games in uh, Tabletop Simulator sometimes, but other times you have incredibly elaborate uh, games that you can play. Uh, I've played Spirit Island on there where you click buttons and it automates almost everything. It's almost like you're playing a video game. Uh, but I also played Brass Birmingham where nothing was automated and it was a real chore moving every single coin back and forth overall. I guess, actually, I lied. That game had a little bit of automation, but it was still definitely a chore to play versus Spirit Island, which was super easy overall to play. Uh, now, uh, interestingly enough, as I said, anyone can submit their own mods, and I've actually started doing this. I've created two mods so far. One of them is public, and the other one will be soon. Uh, the first one is for Stick which is a trick-taking game that I talked about in uh, the previous Impressions vlog just a week or two ago. Um, I noticed that amongst the 10,000 or so games on the uh, Tabletop Simulator database, there were no games of Stick'em slash Stitch Elm, which is the old uh, name for it. So I made one and I put it up so you can play it now. It's really fun. It requires three or more people, so obviously you have to have friends together to play it. Um, but again, it's just $10 right now once to get it because it's on uh, sale. Uh, the other one that I made is Gone and Conan, which I also talked about in the last Impressions vlog because I searched and there was no version of it out there. So that one should hopefully be public soon. But as you can see, if you don't find a game that you want, you can actually spend some time and create it for yourself so that you can play 
play with other players. Um, now I did a little bit of Googling to watch some tutorials to make that happen, but it was really not that uh, hard to do. Uh, so overall, I really recommend both of these things. In particular, um, Tabletop Simulator has, uh, has seen a lot more play for me just because of the extreme variety of different game options. Um, now we have been playing uh, with a Discord channel. Um, that is a free thing that you can get and uh, some of my friends have one of these so we can use that to do the chatting, the voice chatting as we're playing the games. Now Tabletop Simulator does have a voice chat feature in it. Uh, it's push to talk, so you have to press C and then talk and then let go and then you stop talking. And uh, so far I've liked the Discord environment a little bit better because it feels like you're there. You hear everything that everyone's saying, just like you were sitting at the table, you know, the, the swearing, they mumble under their breath and whatnot, I think uh, brings the overall board gaming uh, vibe uh, to life in a way that's as close as possible to actually having your friends around. Um, now, the other type of gaming that I talked about earlier was Jackbox. Now, uh, this is a, sp a particular type of video game, I guess. You can get it on Steam or Switch or many other different places. And uh, what we've done several times now is we have uh, used um, Jackbox on Steam uh, or um, using Zoom in order to play it together. Now, this is a party game style uh, system, essentially, where it comes in a bunch of different party packs that have like five or so games in them for about $20, but I think a lot of them are currently on sale right now as well. Now, the way these work is one person has to host the game and then everyone else can play along with a tablet or a phone or some sort of uh, mobile device. So that means only one person has to buy it. And then up to, I think pretty much every game plays up to eight players, um, uh, up to eight people can play together. And we have streamed using Zoom and we have also successfully streamed using Discord. Um, Discord is the chatting app that lets us do a voice chat. Well, when you use the uh, desktop client, you can also stream video and we had a lot of success doing that. Um, so when you do that, one person who owns the game will stream it out to everyone else. Everyone else watches it and then they play along on their phones. And um, there's a wide variety of really fun games. Uh, we have played a, a bunch of Drawful, which is a game where you draw awful drawings, then you um, make up clues and try to trick your friends about them. Um, there is uh, Fibbage, which is a pretty fun game about uh, uh, trivia going back and forth. Actually, there is a new one. I can't remember which party pack it's in where it's uh, specifically Fibbage for you and your friends, uh, where at the start of the game, you actually put in some trivia about yourself and then the game kind of matches it all up and sends it out to your friends. So you're playing a trivia game based off of your actual friend group, which is honestly more fun than playing the standard Fibbage because I don't know a lot about trivia, but when playing with my friends, well, I know a lot about my friends. So uh, we had a lot of fun with that one. Um, the uh, other one that we played a bunch of is Quiplash. Uh, this one it definitely leans on trying to be funny in different situations. And all of these games have like points and scores and everything like that and somebody wins, but realistically it's about hanging out with a bunch of friends uh, and laughing a bunch at each other. So um, I strongly recommend um, pretty much any of the Jackbox uh, party packs. I can't remember which ones specifically have each one of these games. There are uh, several different versions of some of these. So certainly look into those if you are at all curious. Um, it's a really fun way to have a good time, especially uh, with non-gamers. Like you could absolutely play this one with, um, you know, uh, family and relatives and whatnot, because it is such an easy thing to do. You just load up the website, you put in a little code and your name, and then boom, the rest of the game happens. It even teaches you how to play when you are playing the game. So uh, I strongly recommend that. And uh, also uh, playing Tabletop Simulator and Tabletopia. Uh, so hopefully this has uh, given you a little bit of an insight into how I have been playing lots of board games 
games recently. And I hope that many other people are uh, being able to do that. Um, I know uh, in a certain way that they are because Tabletopia and Tabletop Simulator have crashed quite a bit recently. Um, Tabletopia, I know, has been down offline for hours at a time uh, several times over the last couple of weeks as they uh, retrofit their um, servers to actually handle the crushing amount of new load that they have been subjected to so suddenly. And Tabletop Simulator has also crashed several times. Uh, fortunately, um, it has an autosave feature that has saved our butts. <laughs> we were like three and three hours into a game of Brass Birmingham when it crashed and we loaded back in and had uh, very little problems with it overall. Um, now, uh, I've played a wide variety of games. Uh, I don't think I really want to go into specifically all of them, but I will say that in upcoming impressions vlogs, I will be discussing new games that I've played um, in these uh, spaces. Uh, you know, the impressions vlog is all about discussing my initial impressions for a game when I play it for the first time or for the first time in a long time. And I'm playing lots of new games because of this medium. So, uh, you're going to see lots of uh, content coming out from me uh, with screenshots and whatnot of me actually playing these games. So I think that is going to wrap up this long uh, uh, section right here. And now the last general update has to do with the Gamma Trade Show. Now, this happened about 10 years ago or three weeks ago, depending on how you're keeping count. And this happens in Reno, Nevada. Now, this is a trade show, um, not really a convention, because this is a uh, industry show where uh, publishers and store owners and um, lots of board game media people all go to this spot to mingle, network, and do lots of business. I know a lot of store owners work with publishers and distributors at this trade show to kind of uh, sign the contracts and whatnot that are going to be happening throughout the year. And a decent number of designers also go over to this. So it's kind of like a convention um, without uh, general public, and you have to uh, essentially uh, have a membership in Gamma to actually get a uh, uh, the ability to go. Well, for the last three years, including this year, I've gone and volunteered with the Board Game Geek team when they do a live stream, uh, where for essentially two and a half days, they have people coming in for like eight hours straight uh, and showing off their game for five to eight minutes, and then they leave and another game comes in. Um, now, I've really enjoyed doing this, and the main reason I've done it is because Reno is like a three and a half hour drive away from me, uh, so it's not that bad for me to just drive over there uh, and uh, then work alongside the Board Game Geek team. Uh, they are all awesome. <laughs> I really, really enjoy doing this, and it's a great networking opportunity for me as well uh, to talk to lots of different publishers to try and uh, see about covering their games on this YouTube channel. Um, now, this year was a little bit weird because um, Gamma was about three and a half weeks ago or so, and it was essentially the week when everything got turned upside down in the United States in particular. I drove out there on a Monday and things were kind of like, oh, you know, you should do social distancing, but there was nothing officially going on. The uh, convention wasn't canceled, so I drove out there. And then I actually drove home a day early on Thursday because it just seemed like I... I I didn't need to be there on that uh, Friday. Uh, that was kind of the end of the convention. And I wanted to get home because over the course of those four days, um, that's when, you know, the uh, lots of things were going down. The shelter in place actually hit about three days after the convention, but it was just a strange vibe being at a massive gathering of, you know, well over a thousand people when a pandemic is just kind of breaching everywhere. Uh, everybody was obviously talking about it. There was tons of conversation about how this is going to affect uh, scheduling and, uh, you know, other conventions like is Origins happening, is Expo happening, and all those kind of things. Um, so it was it was certainly a strange experience. Uh, I tried to keep my gaming to a very specific number of people instead of really going to the, the large gaming area because it just seemed like a better 
way to uh, not expose myself to a lot of people. Um, but I will say that I thoroughly enjoyed myself just like I have the last couple of years. Um, I love being in the board game industry. You know, this is a professional endeavor for me now. Um, John Gets Games is uh, well over uh, half of my income. Actually, right now it's all of my income because my other job, um, well, I'm, I'm currently laid off from my other job. There are no events at this point. So John Gets Games is, is 100% of my income. And uh, um, being a part of the board game industry in uh, any way is just really fun. And working with all these people is great, getting to know people better and whatnot. So I think I'm just kind of rambling at this point. I don't have a lot to say about Gamma, but it is a, a neat show overall. I like going to lots of different conventions, but this one in particular has a, a different vibe. It's especially great for me to be able to make these kind of deals and connections with publishers because um, at this convention, they are all about networking, whereas at Gen Con or something like that, um, really they're focused on selling selling games to actually make the whole convention worth it. But um, either way, that was my kind of strange experience at Gamma, and um, I am expecting to go back again next year. Uh, so yeah, I think that's going to end the general updates. I think that one went a little bit longer than it uh, necessarily should have, but uh, we can now move on to the shifting shelf. And I don't have a lot to talk about here. Um, this is where I normally talk about the games that have left my collection over this month and the new games that I've received. And as you can see, I have uh, not removed any of the games. Um, the reason for that is because I've only gained three games. And honestly, they are still in shrink in boxes on my kitchen table because well, I just don't have opportunities to play them, really. I mean, I could play two players with my wife, but in general, we um, do uh, other things uh, than play two-player games. So I will uh, hopefully get them played um, at some point, two players, uh, in the next couple of months. But um, the emphasis on getting new games and, you know, removing them from my collection to fit them in is a little bit low. Uh, now, let's talk about the games that I have acquired. Uh, the first one is the Inselm im Nebel, uh, which is a Schmidt Spiel game that came out at Essen last year. Uh, this is one I heard about on Twitter. It is a German-language only game. I had to buy it from Amazon.de and it's a, it appears to be anyway, a light to medium weight Euro game where you are uh, pushing a hot air balloon around an island and you are exploring the island as you do this. So you kind of see what you see and you put tiles down so it's a tile laying game and you get points for where the tiles are and uh, what they are next to but it just seemed like it had a really neat uh, hot air balloon blowing mechanism and it was rather highly recommended by some people on Twitter and it was pretty reasonable as far as price goes. It was certainly under $40 uh, shipped to California. Uh, so I'm looking forward to trying that one. And the next one that I've arrived is Pictures. Uh, now, this is, I believe, a more party-style game where you are trying to put together um, images of things or you have an image uh, that you're trying to mimic, but you're doing that with, like, some twigs and some various other strange objects, and you're trying to put these together so that people can guess what the actual object is. Now, this one is still in shrink. I obviously don't know much about it because I have not even cracked this one open yet. It is likely that I won't actually play this one for months at this point. Um, the last one that I received is Traintopia. Now, this was a pre-production copy of the final version of the game, and it is a board and dice uh, published game that's hypothetically going to be releasing in June. Now, um, I have a very, very strong relationship with board and dice, and I am planning on doing a sponsored tutorial and playthrough for this game, and they actually handed me a copy of it at Gamma, so I got it really early, like, what, three months before I'm actually planning on doing a video for it. Uh, so 
So at this moment, I'm not uh, in a huge hurry to uh, play it and put my impressions up on the impressions vlog. Uh, but either way, uh, in a couple months, in June, you should hopefully expect to see a, uh, a playthrough for that one. It's a light to medium weight tiling game where you place down trains and you get points for the people that are next to the trains and the track that kind of splays around your area. I don't actually know much more than that at this point. Again, even though the box is currently on my shelf, I, I, uh, I will crack that one open and learn all of the rules to it a little bit later. I do know that a couple of people have already filmed impressions of it. I know that Stella from Meeple University has actually already put out some content for this. Uh, so if you would like to know more about Traintopia right now, then search for Meeple University Traintopia and you should be able to. Um, all right, well, that's going to finish up the Shifting Shelf segment. Uh, I'm honestly not sure if I'm even going to have this segment in the next month because at this point I'm not really expecting to receive any new games, but we'll just have to see what the next four weeks hold. Uh, now, this means we can go into the final section, which is the upcoming schedule. Now, um, this is going to be lighter than normal, and that's because most of my uh, sponsored uh, projects have been postponed most indefinitely. Uh, April was looking to be a crazy month to me. I was actually worried that I'd overbooked myself, and now here we are, and I have um, almost no sponsored content coming out. Uh, so that is unfortunate from a bottom line perspective, because again, uh, John Gets Games is currently my only income, but I do still have uh, a lot of content coming out, a lot of different vlogs, and let's go ahead and talk about it now. Uh, so starting in week 15, um, I'm going to be putting out a uh, tutorial and playthrough for Terraforming Mars with the Prelude and Turmoil expansions uh, mixed in at the same time. Uh, now, this was technically the bonus video for March, but with how things have been going, it came out a little bit late. So uh, that one's coming out um, in early April next week. Uh, after that, I will be doing the live q and I talked about already. That's on Wednesday, April 8th at 11 a.m. Uh, and then hopefully later on that day, I can get out a uh, non-live version of that and then put that up onto YouTube as well as put a podcast out for it. Uh, I'm also planning on putting out an impressions vlog that week and looking to week uh, 16, uh, I will be doing a sponsored uh, Patreon-sponsored playthrough for Oceans. Um, this one just barely won by literally one single vote uh, for the April playthrough. It beat out in the Hall of the Mountain King, so who knows, maybe in the Hall of the Mountain King will happen uh, in May. But either way, I'll be doing Oceans uh, in week 16 and probably another Impressions vlog, because at this point I've played like six new games that I haven't covered just yet, so I might do like four of them next week and then four the week after that, because I'm anticipating playing lots more new games in the interim. Uh, now, after that, I'm not sure if I'm going to put anything else out in that week. Um, if I have run out of things to do, then perhaps I will um, do in the Hall of the Mountain King or, or something else. I'll just have to see. Uh, looking to week 17, I'm planning on putting out the bonus video for April. Uh, I don't know what that's going to be yet. I'm going to be sending out the uh, poll for that one tomorrow. Uh, this one is uh, selected by the $20 a month or more Patreon supporters of the channel. So uh, I'll learn more about what I'm filming there in a week or so. I'm also planning on putting out a games radar vlog in week uh, 17. Uh, that one is probably going to be pretty long because it's been a while since I put the last one of these out where I discuss all of the new games that I've learned about on BoardGameGeek. Uh, now, there's a possibility that I have a sponsored playthrough that week as well. I don't even want to say anything more about it because, um, well, the publisher hasn't gotten back to me yet about if that is still happening and it would not surprise me if it does not. Uh, now, going on to week 18, I will do another update vlog. Uh, that one will be for May and then 
then there also might be a sponsored video that week. Um, and yeah, that's, that's a pretty thin schedule overall. And that's not too surprising considering the state of everything <laughs> that's happening. I do have a couple of uh, pretty locked in sponsored playthroughs for May, um, but who knows what's going to happen in the next three weeks. Those could uh, certainly get postponed. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not saying that this is all I will be doing over the next month. It's very possible that I will try to fill this in with some more content to uh, kind of fill in these gaps because, um, well, things are a little bit unusual right now, but I'm not going to commit to anything at this point. Well, at this point, I'm going to bring this uh, April update vlog to a close. Uh, I am quite curious to see what the next few weeks hold. Uh, I certainly have no idea what I'll be talking about in the next vlog. Um, the things seem to be going very fast and very slow all at the same time. But either way, that's going to bring this podcast to a close. Now, once again, if you have any comments or questions about anything I've said today, then please click the link in the description to go to the YouTube page for the vlog, and you can leave those comments and questions there. Thanks for listening.